Ho, 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 and welcome to the 6th of December and my Advents calendar short episodes for the Oliver Shira show. Today is another story for me because it's the 6th of December and I think it's a very important day for many people in many countries because it's St. Nicholas Day. Some celebrate it on the 5th, uh, many on the 6th because this tradition is based on a real man. He's St. Nicholas of Myr, Myra. He was born on the 15th of March and 270 in Patara, Myra, which was Greece back then. Now it's uh, Demre in Turkey. I think it's south of Turkey. He was the son of some rich parents, but they died when he was young. So he was getting really sad and didn't know what to do and wasn't really happy. And one of the nights when he was really crying in the bed, his mom appeared to him and told him to share the, the riches he has and give to the poor. And so he started doing that and felt happier and better and better. And um, he loved it. So he is said to even have given his sandals to someone which needed them. One of the biggest deeds he did and he's known for is he saved three girls from being sold to um, prostitution. The story goes that the father didn't have enough money to get the, the girls married. So San Nicolas went three nights in a row with one bag of gold and dropped it through the window and did that anonymous. So, right, we see Santa Claus is coming, giving gifts without us seeing him. And he did a lot of those deeds anonymous. When he was, before long, he, he had everything sold. He took his donkey and he left to Egypt, um, Palestine. On the way there, it said that the boat got in a really bad storm and was about to sink when San Nicolas tamed the water and saved the crew and the ship and his life. <laughs> so the sailors started to worship him. While he was in Palestine, Egypt and that region, an angel appeared apparently to him and told him it's time to go home to Myra. He did so and it wasn't a good time because the bishop died and they did not have a new bishop at that time. So they said the first one which comes into the church on Sunday will be bishop. <laughs> and yes, as Nicholas was a very strong believer, he went Sunday morning as the first into the church. And so he became to be the bishop of Mir. He still continued giving people what he could. And he was known to take apples and clementines, nuts, honey bread or whatever down the alleys and gave to the poor. And he saw how how much love he gave to the people just by doing that and the smiles on the faces. So he ordered to get a, a rope with a lot of pockets so he can store a lot of things. And whenever he goes down, he can give. And that rope is said to be red. And um, on every, every year to his birthday, he took his nicest cloth, his nicest costume as bishop, uh, with the shepherd crook uh, and his donkey in the back, and he went down into the city and the alleys with apples, clementines, nuts, honey cake, and so on, and gave them to the ones in need. So the people really loved him for that. So he was called Saint Nicholas of Mira, or also Nic Nicholas the Wonder Worker, 
because there's a lot of legends which give him magical powers. As I already mentioned, the the storm and the boat, so he saved his life and the life of the crew, but apparently he did that several times. He also was healing people like Jesus and um, resurrected dead kids, which were killed to be sold as pork pig because there was not enough food. When he died on the 6th of December in 352, uh, the people were, of course, very sad, and I've, I'm not sure if the if they started to celebrate him every year on the 6th of December or not, but we do so now. Now, Myra was later on conquered by the Turks, uh, as I said before, and the, some Christian merchants from Bari were going to the church and removing, taking, stealing the main bones from the sarcophagus First, uh, and brought him to a church in Bari, in Italy, South Italy, into the Basilica di San Nicola. And the main bones are still laying there, and apparently they're excluding, uh, exclude some, some liquid, which is kind of holy. So members of the faithful belief say these liquids coming out of the bones possess supernatural powers. There were not all the bones were removed, and there were some remaining bone fragments left in the in the sarcophagus and some uh, venetian sailors removed those in the first crusade and moved them to venice uh, in fact over the years many fragments from saint nicholas bone were spread all over europe they are said even to be in the us and russia some are said to be in Norn, in in the normandy um, or uh, what was it? Or in the Abbey of Watton. Others are brought to the port of Nancy in France, and that port of France became to be very important. It's called the Basilique Saint Nicolas, and was important for many years. Then the, um, the clergy of Bari actually continued giving away some fragments over the years after the first fragments have been given. Uh, also to Constantinople and, as I said, everywhere. So they're in Rome, they're in Liguria, and um, yeah, it's mon many say they have a tooth or a finger bone or some other small bone pieces. So that's also why we, we yeah, why, why did he do that? Why did the clergy of Bari do that? Because he was just promoting, uh, <laughs> promoting back, basically uh, the man's story, uh, promoting St. Nicola and wanting to make Bari more important because they had the main bones, so to get people to come and worship him in Bari. That, of course, helped to keep the celebration, the tradition of St. Nicolai up. But they are kind of different. So, for example, the Dutch have Sinterklaas, and they took that one to the U.S. when they established uh, the colony of New Amsterdam, and Sinterklaas became Santa Claus. Right, it sounds very similar. So Santa Claus comes from Saint Nicholas, but it's not the same when you look at the cloth and what he's doing. It's similar stuff they do. So our Saint Nicholas tradition uh, is not only based on one man's story. Like now, I'm talking from more the Swiss background because. In Switzerland, Germany, France, the Orthodox regions, it, it's, it's different. Um, so I told now what I remember from Switzerland. So in, uh, in Myra, later down, 
the road, there was another bishop, which also was helping and was loving. So he, what he did was he went to the, the schools and asked the students if they, what they did good and what they did bad <laughs> um, during the year, right? So like what's written in Santa Claus's or Santa Claus's book, the bad thing and the good things. And he gave some little gifts when he left the school. So these two figures became to be one tradition. And I also remember that I've been reading that uh, in France, I think it was in Alsace, around 1400, 1600, some fresh French nuns were resurrecting the, the tradition of St. Nicholas by going around in the, at night using some little um, jute bags, like cloth bags, these brown bags, and filling them with clementines and apples and giving them to the people uh, which were in need so they have something. So that's continuing in one part of the tradition, right? So you can see, for me at least, it's adding up. Now, in Switzerland, we have also a guy dressed in dark brown black cloth, and he's called Schmutzli, which means dirty. And uh, he's now the friendly assistant to St. Nicholas, but not too long ago, he was not that kind of nice person. Uh, he was said to be dirty and coming from hell, hell because his face was covered in soot and he had a sticky rod uh, to, to basically hit the small kids. And um, yeah, Santa Claus and Schmutzli were going through the Swiss living rooms and educate kids. Now, he did that because Niklas was apparently chaining him and taming him, so he was helping him. But uh, he was the one taking the kids which didn't listen. So the name before Schmutzli, which sounds much nicer now, it was Duvel, which is devil, Belzebub, or um, Leutfresser, human eater. So kids who did not behave good or did not say their prayer were put in the pouch and taken with Schmutzli. <laughs> we still have that today that we say... If you don't do and you're not behaving good, Schmutzli comes and puts you in the, in the pouch and takes you to the Black Forest. That's actually, I almost forgot to say that. The Black Forest is where St. Nicholas lives for us in, in Basel, in Switzerland. And <laughs> it's not too far away. The Black Forest is actually in Freiburg, Germany. And um, yeah, and the ones which did well, they got a gift from Nicholas. Now, of course, yeah, as, we, as I already said, Schmutzli is not chained by St. Nicholas anymore and he's not tamed. He's actually the good helper uh, next to him. While I did some research today and yesterday, I found out that in Germany they have kind of devilish figures, like with long hair, woolen, with wooden masks and horns. They're like evil from hell as well. And St. Nicholas has taming them and took them with him. So there we go. Oh, and the Dutch people have, what is it? Um, Sort of Piet or something like that, the Black Peter. I don't really know how that interlinks with that story. So, yeah, that's, um, that's the tradition. And to just close it up, what I remember as a kid, so I didn't remember all these things. I'm, <laughs> I haven't read that. When I was a kid, I remember that I was sitting there on the window, like many kids do, and waiting for Santi Claus, Sammy Klaus, Santi Klaus, Sammy Klaus to come. 
and to knock at our door and he comes with Schmutzli and the donkey. So actually I've seen at least once that he that they came with a donkey. And the, the cloth, the, the dresses they wear were really high quality. I mean, as a kid, I couldn't see that there's another person underneath and it's not a real beard. I mean, there was like the black beard and the white beard. It was so real. Um, some people might even have had their own real beard. <laughs> but it was so nicely made and the book was so nice. And um, yeah, when we saw them coming, we went in the living room and then they came up the staircases in our case because we lived in the apartment. And they came into our living room. Sometimes we were all neighbors together so they didn't have to travel too far to all the neighbors and then we were having a verse like a rhyme to say and when we did it right we we got a little bag or he took out something some nuts and clementines apples for us perhaps some chocolate yes and of course he had the text actually he knew what bad things we did and what good things we did so i know that was our parents writing them down for them but uh, it was really nice for us as kids that he actually knew the things we did and good and bad some of them at least and it's it's a very deep memory for me, and um, I really miss that that we don't have that tradition here in Scandinavia, but we have uh, Santa Lucia. Yes, okay, that was a longer episode, and thank you for listening. Um, and if you want to know more, I put you the two links I found from Wikipedia, and then I found much more like on Swiss newspapers and German newspapers. But if you have any story like that, if if you want to tell your story about Saint Nicholas or similar i mean it's different in russia and different in romania bulgaria france let me know uh does san nicholas come on christmas does he come on new year uh does he bring the christmas tree i think in 1800 he came with the christmas tree in switzerland so <laughs> there's a lot of stories but i don't have time for all of them i love it and i hope i could make uh, you smile a bit today have a nice one bye bye